I think I can hear you. Okay, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yay! We're in. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. I can gang, hear you perfectly. gang, gang. All right, then we're in it. Now, let's go. What's happening, guys? Welcome to episode, uh, we don't know yet. So, <laughs> today I am joined with a incredibly good friend of mine once again. The name that she goes by is... Tiffany Tafah Tafah with the Hayo! There we go. <laughs> hey, yo, this is Jidam right here. So, Tiffany, how have you been? Let's I've been good, now. man. I've been good. How are you been? Um, I can't complain, really. Uh, I'm somewhat having fun nowadays by actually getting some sleep, which is good. I mean, me too. For the past couple of days, insomnia said, we'll wake your ass up. So I've been struggling to sleep for like a hundred years now, but inshallah we'll get patterns soon. No, you've got this, you've got this. Inshallah that everything will get fixed up and you will be on the straight and narrow roads again. I don't know if that's right, but yeah. So Tiffany, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself before we jump onto anything else? Because I'm trying yes, to be a bit yes, forward, yes, you see. Yeah. Yes, I can tell. It was very funny seeing you. Um, okay, so my real name is Ashley, guys. I go by TT, sometimes Tiffany, depending on who I'm with or what people want to call me. Um, what else? I'm 22. I have a mental health page. I do acting. I work. I'm just all over the gas. Um but yeah, that's a bit about me. I don't know what else to say. What do you need to say in this part? I, I have, know. honestly, I have no idea. Um, like I always say, this is naturally flowing conversations. Do you know the ones there? A hundred, a hundred. Oh my God, let me start off by saying, first of all, I am so bro, okay? Nigga said he started a podcast. I'm very, I, very proud. I'm blushing. I am I have, blushing. I have tears yeah. running down me right now. <laughs> both of us, both of us. Okay, we're crying, we're crying. Okay, cry me a river. Shout out to my man, Justin Timberlake. (laughs) Uh, But I want to ask you something. Yeah, go ahead. And this is a bit of a sensitive (laughs) one. I don't know why I want to jump into it so early. Yeah. Okay, okay. we're already getting in motion. Yeah, we're already getting in Like deep ones, deeper ones. You get me? And the first thing I want to ask you is. This whole thing where men should have a care for you because of what happened to the late Sarah. Mm. What, what is your take on that? Okay, so I heard about it this morning when I woke up. My cousin mm-hmm. was telling me about it. Um, and I think she said that the time for the curfew was 6pm. Yeah. I don't think that's realistic. Like, obviously, it, I feel 50-50 about it. Mm-hmm. 50% of me is the CEO of men are trash. So I'm like, yeah, this is what they deserve. Da, 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 da. But then I'm just like, bro, just because one person messed up, does everyone else have to suffer? I don't understand. And plus, 6 p.m. is not realistic. Like, people finish work at, like, 9, 10. People have to cut down their hours because of the 6 p.m. crafty. Like, I don't understand how it's going to work. Very true. It just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Okay. I feel like we should punish the person that did that. And that's it. Like, when someone kills someone, mm-hmm. if it's just a man that killed, I don't know, a woman. Is it because that person went to jail and they killed that person and every other nigga should go to jail? Like, I just feel like it doesn't make sense. I feel like the person that did the crime should get punished and I feel like everyone else should be left alone and that's it. Okay, so let me let me be devil's advocate to, uh, for a second, yeah? And let me yeah. say um, women don't feel safe walking out and about. So because of that, they should men should have a curfew. Okay, 6 o'clock, 6 p.m. is a bit of a push. But let's say 
eight o'clock. Let's say men should not be allowed outside after eight o'clock for the safety of women. What what about then? I'm not mad at it because I feel like coming from a female's point of view, <laughs> I get you know how I am. I'm very like team, I don't care, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to certain things like walking out by myself in the dark, I always think like, okay, who do I have to fight off today? What guy do I have to do this with? And there's been times where me myself, I have witnessed like people getting attacked like females getting attacked by guys at the middle of the night or it could be broad daylight in the alleyway like something do you know what i mean i've witnessed this many times it's happened to me as well so i'm not mad at the curfew i feel like we should give it a little trial test Mm -hmm. for a couple of months see how it goes if it goes wonderful continue with it if it doesn't then figure out another solution do you know what i mean that's very interesting that's very interesting and of course like yo for everything that happens to women I think we do need to have a bit more measures there to make sure that, to some sense, men and mm. women are on the same footing when it comes to walking around and them feeling safe and doing everything that they want to do. Yeah, 100%. There are a lot of widows out here. 100%. But then at the same time, you could flip it and say there are a lot of females that are widows as well and they do certain weird things. It might not be the same as, like, you know, attacking females in the dark or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But we can flip it as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like for this situation right now, I'm all for the curfew. I'm not against it. But then at the same time, a part of me is like, just because one person messed up, it's kind of unfair for, like, everyone to suffer, you know? 100%. And uh, just going back onto Twitter for a second, I remember mm-hmm. I was watching this video that someone created and there was a there was a woman on there that was like um no it's all men all men don't deserve this all men don't deserve and i was like so you're telling me your uncle your brother your dad your grandfather exactly you know what it is you know what it is with people like this i just feel like we need to kind of bring me back to reality a bit like sometimes when it comes to like men are trash i have to tell females okay so your dad's trash so your brother's trash your uncle's trash your cousins like a male are trash like you have to bring it back to them Mm. because Sweetie, you can't exclude out people like male that you mess with and then say, oh, the rest of the men are trash. Like, no. And for that lady, I just feel like, okay, your son's trash. Like, all men deserve whatever she was saying. That's your son included and your husband. Like, that's just how I feel. Precisely, precisely. But it's sad that we're going through what we're going through at the moment in this life. Having oh, to just about make it out of quarantine. I honestly don't think we're gonna come out I don't and listen this is I'm, I'm so sorry Tiffany to fast the hat yeah, let me one time for the one time. tell him I have predicted every single thing that happened last year I predicted it and mm. it happened I'm going to tell you right now I do not think we are gonna come out of lockdown and if we are we're gonna go straight 100% like Within 100%. a month. Within a month. Yeah. Like, even yeah. this morning, like, well, technically speaking, it was a morning, but when I woke up just before I spoke to you, yeah, I was going through, yeah. like, some articles for Pfizer and I don't know what the other company's called, Mandai or whatever they're called, mm. yeah? They were saying, <laughs> even though if you get the vaccine, we still don't know the possibility of people actually passing it on, like, this whole COVID thing. Exactly. And we don't know how safe it is. Did you hear about that family in um where was it South Gloucestershire or something something uh-huh. like that? They went to Brazil and they brought back the Brazil COVID thing to the UK. Did you hear about Listen. that? <laughs> Child. Child. <laughs> 
Whoa. If I speak, I'm in trouble. Like, what the a, hell? A motherfucker said, a bo- I feel a like now, virus. I don't, but this is a thing. And now I don't know when it comes to this Boris you because I just want to grab him by his lace front, go to 10 Downing Street and just lick off his face one time. You know sister, how I feel? I feel my like, sister, yeah. first things first, do not disgrace lace fronts. That brother is not wearing a lace front. No, 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 no. I'm all for the lace front gang, but his lace front, I can see the okay, gorilla okay. glue now I lifting from now his forehead. But no, I just feel like they're just trying to give any and every excuse for us not to come out of lockdown. Like, I'm so sorry, we're grown-ass people. If you're going to tell us we need to be locked down for an extra couple of months, please tell me that. Don't lie to me. Don't be like, oh, on the 21st of June, clubs are going to be open or this is going to be open. No, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Oh, are you there? You seem to be disconnecting. Okay, you're back, you're back. But yeah, no, him just like telling us false hope, like we're going to come out of lockdown this time, clubs are going to be open here. Don't get me excited Mm. to tell me that I'm going to be sitting my ass at home for an extra couple of months. I'm growing. You can tell me that we're going to be locked down for an extra two, three months. I don't care. But I think even for themselves, yeah, it's somewhat of an excuse to get people happy just to take away that happiness. A hundred. Uh, I just, I, no. No, like, I had the theory. I like, look at this. Look at this. Again, coming out of the United States, yeah, like, this made me laugh my head off. I think it was coming from New York specifically, where mm. people were saying, or, oh, well, the House of Congress was saying something along the lines of, even after this whole quarantine thing is done, every two years we should practice uh thingy going under quarantine just so that we can bring down yeah yeah, the harmful atmosphere that we've created around the world in terms of co2 emissions i was like no good night (laughs) there you go like the world can end for all i care bruv i don't care so you're trying to tell me you have basically snatched my soul and held me hostage for two years now and you want me to practice no no, so they might as well make it like mm-hmm. a six month fucking what do you call it, man? Six month meditation period where everyone goes to a green park oh. for six months and gets paid to meditate. Like, honestly, that yeah, I would be here for. But lockdown in your yard, you sure you're not trying to make me go crazy? I just feel like the, the motherfuckers mm-hmm. that at the back, yeah, they're currently winding up their way <laughs> from the clubs. Us in the UK. Who have not eaten no motherfucking bat is being Bingo. held hostage. Like, no, I don't like this. Coronavirus is a seizure. She said, "Act up, you can get snatched up," and she just snatched all our phones. <laughs> and I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. She's either on her period or she's going through some domestics at yard. I don't understand. No, but no, she no. it's go. a it's she a 42 year old lady that's having a midlife crisis. Her husband just left her, and one of the kids <laughs> is threatening to leave. That's what's I happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but nah man this world is actually becoming more and more weird as time but then at the same mm-hmm. time if we're gonna be a hundred percent honest with ourselves i do feel like we have a part to play in because we are not taking lockdown serious we got told to stay at home people will be throwing like i was chilling lockdown, i was out almost people every other day like, parties 
No, I was scared. Oh, no, no I would wow. not go to the garden because I felt like if I breathed the fresh air, <laughs> COVID would hit me. That's the mindset that I had. I wouldn't go to the shop. I was, I was so serious. The first lockdown for seven months, I did not leave my house. But I remember people throwing street parties, people throwing um, uni parties, apartment parties. We were of not course. taking it serious to begin with ourselves. And we're still not taking it serious. Like, people will low-key undercover go to pipe spots. Pipe shops are still open, like, on the down low. Like, we have a part to play in that as well. But at the same time, Boris, you did lock us up for a long time. And now it's like patience is running out. Yeah, like, yo, so what can we do? let the dogs out, you feel me? Like, you have impounded every That's single person to say, yo, you can't go nowhere. I'm going to close this. I'm going to close that. Like, bro, are you, is everything okay in your head? Boris, I'm telling you guys, don't worry. I'm gonna take one for the team. Ten Downing Street and me shall have a meeting. They know more. We'll be there week. to host you perfectly. Don't watch. We'll get everything on audio. A hundred. Yeah. Yes. Just give me <laughs> bell money when I need bell money, lads. <laughs> we'll start a fund. We will for start a fund in your name. Don't worry. <laughs> I would take one for the team. Let's start a GoFundMe page. <laughs> oh my days. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you something funny. Since we're talking about this whole quarantine thing, yeah. So, mm. I think this was last night. Last night or the night before, yeah? Yeah. So, obviously, mum used to be extremely paranoid of this whole coronavirus thing. And then now she's kind of calmed down a bit. Yeah. And last night or the night before, I just randomly started coughing. Me, I'm a, mm. I'm a rolling. She... I'm always out and about. Like, I'm coming in and out of the house, whatnot. Yeah. Yeah? So, exactly. Yeah, I'm an animal, you feel me? So this woman, I swear to God, know. yeah, she's in the kitchen. I'm in the living room. She hears me coughing. She comes, closes the living room door, sprays up the entire house, goes upstairs to her room and locks her door. I'm screaming. Your mom said we're not taking what? food chances. Do you know how insulted I felt? <laughs> oh, my God. I what love I felt insulted. And she said no. But is the insult for me, like... Nah. Mm-hmm. But can I ask you a question? Okay, since you're outside every day, then you kind of get worried a little bit with the whole COVID thing, or no? You're just Not like, really. like fuck out okay, of here. think of it as this way. Yeah, think of it as this way. Like the way that I thought about it is as simple as this: the government mm. have not given you any actual statistics, yeah, to say who's yeah. dying from COVID and who actually has COVID, yeah. The test they, they're mm. doing, all the places that they're swabbing or whatnot, yeah, is the same place that you will find the common mm. flu, yeah, and any other type of, like, you know, air, con- like, air, pass- uh, air passable infections. Well, not infection, but, you know, air transmittable mm. diseases. Yeah? And then yeah. on top of that, it's like, yo, with the places that I've, like, I've worked in and played, like, had to, I had to do two shifts in hospital, yeah? And during the break time, I yeah. spoke to one of the nurses and then she was like, yo, it's actually really confusing to say who's dying from COVID and who's not dying from COVID because every other person that is dying from COVID, uh, that is dying, is just being labelled as COVID. That's, I said this in the beginning. Oh my God, don't get me angry. I said this in the beginning. I knew this whole statistic. I can't even speak. The statistics. Statistics. <laughs> Let me log off for the day. But no, I knew, I knew that it was bullshit because I remember. I think it was like Cov. There was a smiley boy that died. He died. I think mm-hmm. it was from cancer or something else. But they labeled him as COVID patient, like he died from COVID. And I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. We're not. What we're not gonna do is lie. <laughs> what we're not gonna do. So these numbers that they're giving us 
is BS. I feel like they need to regroup within themselves and figure out which one has COVID. And there which you one go. And else. let me tell you something absolutely fair. hilarious. Yeah. So recently, I was having a mm. conversation with someone who apparently had COVID. Yeah. And okay. they had all the symptoms, everything, you know, bodies aching, constant coughing, felt like they were about to die. And I was yeah. like, so how did you yeah. get it? And this person works in a school. They're, mm. uh, like, they're basically a janitor. And they go, oh, like, okay. <laughs> I was trying to move a hoover and the hoover contained, you know, some tissues that one of the other janitors kind of like, you know, accidentally hoovered up. And as I was trying to fix it, something kind of like just sprayed out of the hoover which is normal sometimes dust will rise up yeah and when yeah. It, when it when it came into contact with him he said he could feel it at the back of his throat like a little itch which is again perfectly normal because sometimes dust when it goes into the human body it makes you feel like you see that little thing that makes you go <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah the next day <clears throat> obviously it was still feeling a bit weird so he told his supervisor and the supervisor said, oh, tomorrow can you go get a COVID test? He went, got a COVID test and it came back as a positive. And he was told, oh, don't come into work for like the next 14 days. And for a good okay. couple of months, this person was feeling ill. So for me, it's like, okay, so dust went into your body, through your airway and you got COVID. <laughs> but how like <laughs> but do you see the problem no let mm-hmm. me tell you another one i think i think when was this a couple of months ago but there was a lady that went to go and take a covid test and it was like you know those drive-through covid tests so you have to obviously book an appointment before yeah. da, 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 they give you a time slot mm-hmm. and you just pull up in your whip right cool so tell me why the woman was there and she saw the queue was long and she was like, you know what, mm-hmm. forget this, I'm going to come back. So the woman leaves. She doesn't even take the COVID test to get a text saying oh that she got tested gosh. positive for COVID. Oh Let me gosh. tell you the scam. Listen, the number of okay? people that happened to <laughs> Let me tell you, because yeah. this is not scam. Tiff, I kid you not, there must have been, this is the first lockdown, by the way, yeah? There must have been a good mm. nine people that I know that we were chilling mm. with each other almost every single day. Yeah. yeah. We're right next to each other. And on one of the days, please mm. tell me why, out of the 15 people that were there, nine of us randomly received a thingy text saying you have been tested positive for a COVID, uh, for thingy COVID-19. I'm, I'm telling you, these people are BSing. And do you know what happened to me? Remember, remember that time mm-hmm. I was staying with my grandma in East London? So obviously I took a COVID test, I think, before I went there and when I came back and both of them were like, we can't detect nothing. You need to come and redo it. It might be a possibility that you might be tested positive for COVID. I said, how can you know? How can you know? If you can't detect that, exactly. how are you going to know that I tested positive? Exactly. Like, it, it don't sense. make sense, bro. And now you want to tell me there's, there's, there's advanced little things that you can do and then within 30 to 15 minutes, you will have the result. BS. You're telling me my spit and my nostrils Bro, are that powerful. Oh, let me tell you about the COVID test as well. Bro, when they put that shit up your nostrils, first of all, why is the woman daggering my nose? Oh my. Like, why does it hurt? Like, why? <laughs> the next day I'm waking up and half my nostrils are aching. Like, why? <laughs> I hate no. that COVID test. But listen, I you do know, like, you could simply shit. say, yo, you don't need to. 
they actually don't need to go that high up. Like, and this one thing I never understood. I I'd oh be telling thing, her. Bro. I'd be spanking while she's battling my nostrils. I'd be telling the woman. This world is coming to an actual fuckery. Uh, and I don't understand for what reason. No. Like do you know what it is for me honestly i honestly think people should just go back mm. to their countries like you know how people these racist mm-hmm. people be screaming go back to your country i oh, honestly think we should clap, go so back what then i don't care I, I no i'm sorry i'm a norwegian citizen i was born oh no no no, no, like, no 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 we ain't gonna do, that. We're gonna do that i'm saying you're not even going back to norway you're going straight back to africa oh i will go to Estland. oh 100 percent. so you're with see me but I just feel like, no, honestly, do you know how I feel when it comes to the UK? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be so honest with you. I've always hated the UK since I've been here. Because obviously coming from Norway, like, it was way better there. Like, the lifestyle's better. Everything's better. To come to the UK, it was of like course. a culture shock to me. Do you get it? So I've just naturally didn't uh-huh. like the UK, right? So obviously, UK has grown on me in terms of, like, I like how it's, like, really fast-paced. I like how people are on trend. There's loads of opportunities here. I like that, right? But at the same time, I just realized they want to keep the poor poor and the rich rich. Like, yo, over here is just is gacho. Like, it's Hungryville over here. I feel like right now, if I had a million pounds and I was going to buy a house in the UK, it's a full bedroom house in the countryside. But if I had a million pounds and I was going to buy it in Australia, it'll be a mansion on the hills with a fountain, jets flying everywhere. Uh-huh. Like, you see your money. Do you get it? But I feel like in the UK, like, it's bad depressing one. The weather be bipolar as fuck. People are really toxic in the UK. You don't really uh-huh. see your money too tough like that. I'm just like, bro, why are we keeping ourselves in this toxic situation, toxic environment? We yeah. can take ourselves out of it. Even for our own mental health. Like, have you realized of when course. you go on holiday, I'm you're a complete different person? And then as soon as you come back to the UK, it's like you're just on Team 10. Oh you're angry, goodness. you're depressed, you just want to oh fight everyone. Days. Have you realized? So why is it that I'm living like this every single day? Why don't I take myself out of the equation? I just feel like people should get the hell up out of the UK and go back to their country. Boris is not taking nothing serious. We're relying on someone that used Gorilla Glue to <laughs> lay down their lace front to run the country. I just feel like we should get the hell out. When all these Karens and Davids and Johns and all this shit are saying, get the fuck out of the country, let's all actually get the fuck out of the country. We can have a better life, better living. And even for mm-hmm. your mental health, bro, like for your own peace of mind and your mental health, I just feel like leave the UK. Like, I'm team leaving the UK. I'm so sorry. Whoever is telling me. Okay, let me tell you something. I will do it. Absolutely crazy, yeah? So, this summer, obviously, I was Mm. in Finland and I was chilling, loving the life that I was living. Like, like every time I leave the UK. And I must have come across a taxi driver who has family in the UK, Mm. specifically around Manchester. And he Mm. was like, Oh, like he—he he was confused. He was like, "Oh, why isn't this guy speaking to us in Finnish?" And then, obviously, my cousin must have been like, mm. "Oh, he's not from here. He's actually from England." And he goes, "Oh, like England, England." I was like, "Yeah, I'm from England." And he was like, "Like for real?" Like, yeah. And he was like, "Oh, that place is extremely dangerous." I go, "What? What do you mean?" And he goes, "Like, what do you think of here?" I go, "Yo, it's nice. It's peaceful. You know, people are cool." Uh, usual like it was a vibe and he goes yeah I'm not gonna lie to you mm. like I spent majority of my life here my children spent 
majority of their life here. He's talking about Finland, yeah? And he goes, we went to England yeah. for three months. And he said those three months that he was in England, word for word, wallahi, this is one thing that will forever stick in my head, yeah? He said it felt like as if he was surrounded by wild animals every single day. And I, I, at the beginning, I couldn't really understand. Like, I was like, bro, I can understand for me simply because, you know, I know how the atmosphere is and the fact that you have to be somewhat, um, you know, like really strong and forward. Like, you have to be constantly ready. Mm. But I never really yeah. stopped and tried to see England from the eyes of a foreigner, someone from a country like Finland or Denmark or places like that. And when he said that, wallahi, it opened mm. my eyes to a whole different level. I was like, oh, crap. So, yeah, niggas really feel like we're animals. No, but listen, he's from Scandinavia. I'm telling you, as a fellow Scandinavian, Team Haigo Dubra, I'm telling you, bro, like, imagine uh-huh. me living in Norway, right, where, first Beautiful. of all, the money there Let's is not stop. Yeah. immaculate. Do you know what I mean? My cousin was working at a strawberry stand and she was getting paid £25 an hour. I am kidnapping We are breaking our backs for, what, £12 an hour? I'm telling you. So imagine coming from a country where the money over there is good, crime rates are low, like the environment, bro, like they rec- you know you get paid oh, to recycle. Oh, you guys have that little plastic you get paid thing in the way to recycle. To Come on, man. Yeah, Shout out to you, Denmark get paid, for you, you get paid to recycle. Wallahi, you get paid to recycle. The environment is clean. Everyone is happy. People are peaceful. Imagine coming from something like that to then boom coming to the gaza aka uk like just imagine like it's do you know what i mean the difference but i one thing i can say about the uk alhamdulillah i'm really happy that my friends did come here because i feel like if i was still living in norway i'll be a softie (laughs) i would not be the crazy psycho person i am right now i would be so soft i would probably be backing me up every day like i would be doing some stupid shit that they'd be doing up there like that so alhamdulillah like my parents did move to the uk Okay, but let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, in regards to that, do you think it's a positive Mm. or do you think it's a negative that moving from a country that made you feel somewhat safe and secure and happy and you had everything that you wanted, yeah, or needed, technically speaking, to a place where you somewhat have to become Mm. hostile, somewhere to somewhat where you have to become a lot more primitive? Do you think that's a positive or a negative? I, I don't I personally feel like it's a negative I, I honestly do I feel like for example like I said Norway like we had everything there like we didn't have to struggle mm-hmm. like lights were always on mm-hmm. fridge was full do you get it like we was Gucci there like bro money in our accounts mm-hmm. every month no hesitation if you wanted extra you'd mm-hmm. get it like coming from a lifestyle like that to like coming to the UK where Bro, we, we couldn't even afford noodles. We couldn't afford one pound bread. Lights will go off. Yeah. We had to stick on candles. Yeah. Like, real struggle, real hood shit. Do you get it? Like, coming from that, no, I think it's a negative. I oh. honestly think it's a negative. The UK, don't get me wrong, UK has its perks. Like, it, there's more opportunities here. You get tough skin here. It's very fast-paced. Like, everything, you, like, you're on trend here. I think UK mm-hmm. is good for those things. Don't get it twisted. But as far as the UK as a whole, bro, now I know why people are forever in mental institutions. 100%. Like, it's very depressing in here. Like, I can't lie. Mm-hmm. And I think... It's so depressing here. 
but then we are the problems as well why are we allowing ourselves to suffer and go through all of this when we can just move ourselves away like we can take ourselves but out of the equation see, like we don't have to be here no one is holding a gun to true, our but then right this is the problem saying, with that here, like, i had it. for example if i okay if i use you for example yeah right now you're 22 years old yeah. there's obviously a whole family that's at home mm. you've got a younger sister you've got most of your friends here you've got a life built here yeah so now if you are yeah. going to make that transition from england back to norway yeah how would you restart mm. that like in terms of family structure parent grandparent cousin sister this then your intimate family your close close circle mm-hmm do you know what it is for me you know more than anyone exactly. you know how close knit our family is like you didn't know how close it was until you experienced it for yourself but like with my family yeah, like i'm mm-hmm. really a family person like my family is my friends my family are my family i don't class my cousins as my cousins like they're my siblings <laughs> i have four of my siblings do you get it we're very like tight-knit people get really intimidated by us but we're very mm-hmm. like we're, we're like a unit do you get it so if i was right now to move to back into Norway, for mm-hmm. example, or Somali, wherever I was planning on moving to, it would be hard. Like, I'm used to seeing my cousins, like, either every other yeah. week or, or every weekend, do you get it? If there's a problem, we all pull up in, like, 22 seconds. It's like, we're there, mm-hmm. do you get it? Like, from different cities, we pull up. It's not a problem. So not having that, not having my family around, I couldn't give a fuck about friends, yeah. realistically. I feel like friends, they all have an expiry date. I feel like friends come and go. I'm, I don't have mm-hmm. a lot of friends. Like, I have family members that are friends. So I feel like not having that around will be very hard. And especially, yeah, like, not having on. my grandma around. I'm That's the glue of the house. I'm her favourite. I'm her favourite grandchild. She's the gorilla glue to the family. So not having her around mm-hmm. and me not seeing her face every day and her not cussing me out, I'm going to miss that. But at the same time, I have to be selfish. And if I'm not happy in a certain place and I feel like my mental state is, like, deteriorating and I feel like I'm mm-hmm. just getting angry and aggressive with everyone because of the environment I'm in, I need to take myself out. I need to elevate within myself. Like, I need to benefit yeah. myself. I need to do stuff for myself. Do you get it? Because at the end of the day, there's going to be a time where we're all going to grow up. We're all going to have, like, kids and be married. So why don't I, I get do what you're saying. Like I'm young? Do you get it? So if it means being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and making an uncomfortable Okay, move, you see, I see what you're saying. Every single thing that you just said. But I think had the, the only problems, like, now, for me personally, yeah, I have, to what mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of get surprised with, I only have one sibling. You feel me? And I only have one parent. Yeah. yeah so there's literally just three little peas in a pot, basically, here. And every time yeah. we are away <laughs> from each other for anything longer than, let's just say, two months. Yeah. No, sorry. Even two months is a... Sh- mm. That's a mad stretch. Yeah. If we're away from each other for that's more than three weeks, there's serious problems. It's like, oh, like, yeah. what? Don't you like us no more? What's going on? Like, is everything okay? So, like, you know, multiple times of, you know, like, trying to yeah. go and do my own thing, always found me, always found myself coming back home. Like, always, regardless of what happened. A hundred, a hundred. Do you know what it is for me? I just Thank feel you. guilty when I leave. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, okay, let me put all my cousins aside. So, I, my parents are not together. Mm-hmm. And my both my older sisters are married. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of, like, the man of the house. Do you get it? So, like, when I'm not there, I just feel guilty. I'm like, okay, like, what if something happens to mom? What if something happens to my two little sisters or my grandma? Like, okay, what if, like, mm-hmm. da, 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 like I'm always doing something. Do you get it? So, it's a thing where, like, 
I I just I feel guilty like I don't know like do I leave do I stay like where do I do like what do I do I just I don't know no I hate that and I think even that within itself uh just talking from a point of mental health which in the time that we're in Mm. ah it's starting to become how do I say it like okay at this point in time yeah mental health is a thing like everything that's going on that we're starting to become a lot more open to yeah it's an actual concern but for me as a person yeah I think the point which kind of makes me look at humanity and just be like yo come on bro you are doing the most at this point is this whole thing of to some sense of over victimizing ourselves does does it make sense Mm. it's like every little thing that happens on this planet yeah we want an apology for it yeah not everyone but not everyone needs yo you don't need an apology you, you don't need closures you don't there you need go this. so like, if i was to use that whole mindset right now listen to this here recently yeah me mm. and my mother we were talking about certain stuff for the future yeah and she was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, yeah. I'm planning on going back home for a while, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yo, I'm all with it. Listen, I'm here to support, ready to everything. I'm ready for it. Yeah. And I remember someone that I was having this conversation mm. with, and that person's parents also going back home, like, must have said something along the lines of, oh, but what about her family that's back home? Like, are you going to feel bad for giving your mom, like, you know, a place to stay, like, are you not going to feel bad for giving her money? And I was there like, bro, what the fuck is going on here? Since when do I have to feel bad about funding my yeah. mother? Like, since when? Yeah, like... Do you know what I mean? These other people have it been living a life, right? Yeah. So now my mom's here. Why is their life so different? I don't get it. They've lived in a house. Why is their house need to be upgraded? Because my mom's got her own house now. I don't understand where you're going. Do you know what it is? People are just too inner. I feel like in this world, if you everything mind the business nice. that paid you, yeah, but everything will be amazing. But I, do you know what it is? I feel like at the same time, it's that toxic Somali mentality. Like we can't sit here and oh, say it, it doesn't happen in the community because it does. Like for example, if we if we get minor things, like mm-hmm. my mom would buy my sister clothes. And then it could be like, I don't know, like my mom's friend or like an acquaintance of my mom or just anyone that knows my mom. But like, okay, you know what? She bought Bill on that top. She bought Bill on those shoes that cost 100 and da 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 Okay, I'm going to buy you something that cost you 200 It's like it's always yeah. been a competition and it's always been very toxic. It's something that's always been like that in the Somali community, which I think is very unhealthy, first of all. If I decide to buy my child 200 pound shoes, exactly. mind the business that How pays, are you trying to compete with me when your bank is on you know I mean? Mine's on F. And it's okay. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. Like, Two come on, sometimes you have to know your place. Like, one thing that I have somewhat been, alhamdulillah, very fortunate for is to have a mother that was working hard from a very young age. Yeah? And I remember, like, yo, mm. when we came to this country again, she was constantly working, 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 pulling crazy-ass shifts. Yeah? And I remember, like, yo, I yeah. never had to ask for anything why because she knew she was making a good amount of money that she was comfortable yeah with everything that she was doing that tiff what if i said to you wallahi no word of a lie yeah think of any tracksuit yeah that when i was eight Mm. years old i was going 
best believe yeah. on a monthly basis, I mm. will go and buy four different tracksuits of different colours, three different pairs of trainers on a monthly. Yes, sorry exactly. To your mum said I'm I remember, a real like, There was a school, th- like there was this whole thing of like you know non-uniform day for school and best outfit, and I remember I won and I was wearing a banging tracksuit. Please, please, please mm. tell me why. Yeah. Two weeks later, I'm seeing most of the kids that we was in the same school as all rocking the tracksuit. And I'm just like, yeah, gang shit, gang shit, gang shit. Like, but I've moved on from that tracksuit now. Man's got these ones. <laughs> and it would be a thing of like, well, like comments that I would be hearing are oh, uh, words like, oh, she she adores him too much or she gives in to him too much or um, she pampers him too much. This is going to backfire her in, in the future. Why do you care? But why do you care? I've always... My mum has always raised me to be like, whatever happens at home stays at home. Like, don't be too involved in people's business. Like, if you hear something mm. on the streets, don't repeat gossip. Like, that's just how my mum has always raised me. Now, for 40 plus 50, nearly mm-hmm. heading 80, looking 90-year-old women that are out here it's ebb. in it's your mum's business, it just does not make sense to me. It's like, sis, like, she put in the hard work. She broke mm-hmm. her back just to make sure her kids have everything that but they again, want. again, Maybe it's you like, oh, no, nah, they have to learn what no is. Bro, I know what no is. I know what no is. No was, mum, can I get a PlayStation 2? No, not until you're Do you know what it is? Year. I feel like... Okay. Say no more. A hundred. No, but mm-hmm. do you know what I feel like? Correct me if I'm wrong, right? I feel like with those type of Somali mums that are so inner in their business, like other people's business, are the ones that need the most help. I feel like they are the ones that don't want to do mm. the work, but they can talk all the shit in the world. And it's disgusting. Like, do you know how I feel? I just don't understand. You have been in this mm-hmm. country since the 1990s. Yeah, oh, you're still struggling to say hello. How point. are you? Let's just start there. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't got your driver's license. You haven't got a job. But is it true? No, like honestly, I know it sounds so but brutal, but wallahi, we have to speak facts. We have to speak facts. You've been here. You've been here since 19 Kalayai. You can't say a full greeting. You can't. You can't apply for jobs. You. You haven't got a driver's license. You're carrying ten bags running to the bus. Like, you have 20 kids at home. Yeah. I just don't understand. Do you know what I mean? I'm so sorry. Like, one thing I can say about my mom, that woman, mashallah, she she knows she has to pattern shit. She has five girls that are oh, depending on her, and she needs mashallah. to pattern. The first thing she did when she got to the UK was she got her license. She said, Come I don't want to do manual. I want to do automatic because it's quick to learn. I have five kids. I haven't got time mm-hmm. to be switching gears and all this stuff. She goes, I'm going to do automatic. Then she jumped. Then she jumped on a care job. And she started doing cleaning here and there. Like, my mum has always been that person. Like, she was like, I need to learn. Now my uh-huh. mum, like, her English is good. Like, it's not 100% yeah. perfect. But, like, she's taught herself. Do you get it? She knows how to use Bro, a phone. it's a problem. Half these mums don't even know how to it's type a WhatsApp. Problem. They don't know how to go on WhatsApp. Oh. They'll be hearing WhatsApp news. And they'll be oh my giving us WhatsApp news. Like, I just, I don't understand when it comes to these Somali mums. Like, that's what I'm saying. With these Somali mums. They just need to look at themselves sometimes. Like it's, for me, it's like okay, sis, are you? But I don't think it is. Is this your way of crying like? I think generally speaking, is the or bitterness. Or are you just real like, bitter? Every other year, like, I, again, I don't really want to be sounding disrespectful. But if it sounds disrespectful, 
then so be it. But the truth is, there's certain people that my mother used to know, okay? And this is before she said, you know what? Yeah, I'm taking a real step mm-hmm. back from the Somali community again, yeah? And with this little group that they used to meet up on yeah. a Saturday and just have some coffee and chill, yeah, there was two women who, I kid you not, Tiff, yeah? Every year, ev- like every single mm. year, yeah, these two women were having a child. Every fucking year. My mother knew them. Exactly. It's My mother knew the them was for five years. Is. And wallahi, <laughs> within those five years, both these women had five kids. It's like, are you, like, it's everything. Okay, what type of a machine mm-hmm. are you? Like, where were you manufactured? Like, you're popping a child every year. Do you know what it is? No, but do you know what it is? Why? But exactly. why do you want to do that? Just so you can get money from the head? Like, I don't understand. Like, why no. do you want to do but, that? And this is, thing, thing, this is the other thing. Like, Damn, I can understand look at that God. If you was if you was having your kids and whatnot, and you was doing a little part-time thing, I would understand that. But you've been in this country longer than mm-hmm. my mom's been in the country. Okay? Longer than certain aunties that I know have been in the country. Ugh. These aunties have worked up their ass, went to ISO mm. classes, <laughs> learned their little tutu, little languages here and there, got mm. a driving thingy done. Now they're out here. Some of them have opened up little shops. Some of them have started investing money into, uh, what do you call it, restaurants and this, that, and the other. Or others are working. But you've been That's giving birth insane. every single year since you came here. Like, how? How, how do you have 12, like, 12 kids and you're pregnant with the 13th one? It's sweetie, you're heading, you're heading towards the 80 section. You're 80, relax. And then they get shocked. It's not okay. That's not healthy. Do you know what it is? I feel like it's, I think it's kibbutz. Well, I have actual kibbutz. I'm so sorry. If this is, if anyone's mom, you guys need to evaluate and sit down with your parents because yikes. But I just honestly, no, honestly, I just think it's kibbutz. Like, I'm going to keep it so real with you, yeah? Let's, Mm -hmm. let's, let's, for example, let's talk about these Asians a lot, yeah? Mm -hmm. I, I rate the Asian community a lot. Asian community, if mm-hmm. I had to describe them one word, hustlers, mm-hmm. because these motherfuckers never lack in money. How is it that they have come to the country, somewhere oh. in the country, way after some there Somali parents, right? And they have corner shops, they have restaurants, they have businesses, they invest in shit. There you like, go. And then you ask some Somalis, doing? like, what are you doing? Sitting at and the then you ask some Somalis, like, yo, why do you do it with ages? Oh, no, 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 a lot of them all from drugs. So you know this for a fact, like you've seen it. What's what's yeah. going on up to? Yeah, like there you You've go. Like, why are you true exchange them cocaine with them? Cocaine. Get the cocaine they seem to be in a better place than you. And you talking shit. You know, I had mm-hmm. this no, but you know I had this discussion with a guy on Clubhouse, yeah. And I said, our generation is doing good together. I'm actually yeah. proud of our generation. I feel like we mm-hmm. could do better, but we're doing good. Like, do you know what I mean? It's good. But I said to him, <laughs> what are us Somalis known for? I had to know. Honestly, I had to. Because uh-huh. this is the thing, yeah? When people think of Asians, mm-hmm. they think of corner shops. They think of Indian mm-hmm. restaurants or whatever my cater what they're doing, right? When they kebabs. think of, when they think of like Turkish yeah. people, they think kebab shops, shisha spots. Like, do you know what I mean? This is what they're thinking. What do we have? We can't claim what, that Dubai shit. Because right that's now. a guy Dubai, that's sitting in Somalia that's yeah. sitting on 2.2 billion, mashallah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? He's it, mashallah, he's done his thing. But we can't what claim do we that. have? Yeah, we can't claim that. We can't even Honest, claim that. That's not ours. Honestly speaking, so what do we have as, this, as a this community? What, we can claim. what are we yeah? here for? 
sitting outside coffee shops that are not ours, drinking tea and trying shit. Yeah, that's I think what we can claim. Honestly, that's what I I and I feel like as a community we need to do better. We need. I'm not saying we're doing whack right now, but we need to do better. I feel like it's our mm-hmm. responsibility. Like our generation really needs to pull the weight and come through and do better because bro, the fact that we have nothing to our name, like nothing. Exactly. Your Asians be having corner shops. I tiff recently. Recently, had like my local gaffer. Yeah? be having pipe spots. He was a Turkish brother. He sold mm. his business, yeah, and mm. now to a couple of Afghani brothers, and I speak to them every time I go to the shop. Bro, yeah. these men are still learning the language, but guess what? My man told me. My man came into this country, yeah, oh. two thousand and thirteen. Think about that, yeah? 2013. He started doing little cash and hand jobs. From that, once he actually, you know, had his papers to say, yo, you can fully work mm. and whatnot, yeah? He started working straight warehouse. Yeah. From Monday to Sunday, yeah? Mm. And days where he was doing less hours at the warehouse, yeah. he was doing a second job, which was cash in hand. And he said, all of that money, so I can save yeah. up. And guess what he done when he saved up 20, like 20 bags? Guess what he done? A hundred. He started buying and selling cars. What do you... From 20 racks, yeah? And then that started like paying him good amounts of money because he can fix up things here and there, go to auctions, whatnot. And then he opened up a car washing location. He started washing cars. The car washing place started making mm-hmm. a good amount of money. Then he started buying shops. The shop that he has now, yeah, that the family own right now, is the fifth shop. Bro, do you know how confused I was, fam? Mashallah. Bro, that's what I'm saying. But this is what I'm saying, yeah? Us Somalis, some of us, like, okay, for example, the uncles, they be doing overtime on Ubers, the fucking cab driving or whatever they're doing, right? They be doing overtime. Invest in the money. I feel like with us as a Somali community, oh, we do not know the word there's save there's or Hegbert, invest. And talk? that's something that we need but to learn. That within itself is there, oh, oh yeah, I got Hegbert. the word now. I'm going to go use it. <laughs> use it for what, bro? Make something out of it. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Mm-mm. No. Shit, that's, that's not okay. But then again, we I need think to do it's all about how the, within, especially, you know, um, generations that are coming, like I would say, maybe twenties, or even you know, ni- not even come across nineteen-year-olds. Mashallah, mm. that were doing good stuff, and now yeah. I think it's because these types of educational experiences are being offered for free by YouTube and um, all these other platforms. So people are forcing themselves to actually yeah. understand about money and. Um, how to invest your money, how to make more money, whether it's, you know, like you you go in and working for eight hours in one location, then coming back home and, you know, spending four or five hours on eBay and other places trying to sell things. And that's one thing I'm starting to become really proud of because mm. if you genuinely speaking want to be, uh, what's the word, uh, stable, like financially stable, yeah, you have to put the, the hours in. No one is going to make you financially stable by you go in and doing nine to five every single day of your life and you're spending all your money. It doesn't work like that, darling. 
Do you know what it is? 100%. You need to sacrifice. I'm gonna keep it so real with you, right? I have always been that type of person. Like, I hate ask me for handouts. Like, I I can't uh-huh. rely on no man. None of that. Do you get it? So for me, I've always been. I'm a workaholic. I work seven days a week. I work sixteen hour uh-huh. shifts. I work two two different jobs. That's just me. I've always been like that, right? But for me, I've always been like that uh-huh. because one, I want to help Koya in the house, right? So. I'm taking rent now, I'm doing this. But then at the same time, it's like, bro, I want to invest in a business. Mm-hmm. I want to do something for myself. And in shut up, like, I'll get there. Do you get it? So I had to sacrifice going out with my friends. I had to sacrifice sleeping sometimes. I had to sacrifice, you know, going to certain places and doing stuff I wanted to do for my, myself. But I couldn't do that because why? I thought, you know what, let me be strict on myself. Let me discipline myself so I can reach my end goal. And that's what, a lot of people don't want to do a lot of people don't have that mentality where you know they have to discipline themselves they don't want to do that some people want to spend their money on clothes some people want to spend their money on whatever they want to spend on but they need to understand sometimes you need to sacrifice shit in life bro like i don't know how many times i need to say this like when you sacrifice of course, shit for you always see of time, the, f- the well, seeds that you have planted grow into something fruitful for you yeah but it's all discipline. Like, people need to discipline themselves. Of course, 100%. Like it's like, I had the, for example, yeah. Um, Somali lads. Yeah, Somali boys in this day and age are starting to become a lot more mm. into the whole music scene. Mm. Yeah? And shout out to them. Like, some of them don't ever yeah. need to go into a studio. They should respectfully stay at home. Some exactly. of them 100%. should respectfully yeah, learn how to become barbers. 100%. I agree. Like, what I always say is, bro, if you are planning on mm. pursuing music, have you fully thought, like, you know, have, have you sat down and actually give, mm. gave it a full thought? Like, the money, the lifestyle, everything. Mm. Is it really accepted within your religion? Like, th- that's how I mainly mm. think of things. And that's why I had to, like, when I used to do mm. uh, videography and I used to do music shoots, and one of the main reasons why I stopped doing music shoots is very simple. Yeah. Because every time I would go into a place where I'm shooting a music video, it just wouldn't feel right. Like, yeah, the work is fun. I'm enjoying the atmosphere, very tete. But then afterwards, it's like that money holds no value, like zero value. And when I'm eating with it, everything just feels 100. weird. hundred. Yeah. So then when I started saying, you know what, no to the whole music thing, mm. and I started doing everything apart from anything to do with music, everything started to feel better. And I was like, oh, okay, this is this makes a bit more sense. And I could see the money where I was investing it to actually be more fruitful than it was previously. But that's how most Somali boys don't think like that. When it comes to the music thing, I realized most Somali boys, they just see the image and they see the lifestyle. But if they actually did the research, oh, they would know your average rapper is broke because why mm. he has to pay for a certain lifestyle he has to pay for his chains his clothes his entourage his security yeah, like being a rapper your average rapper is broke my nigga but you don't know that because that's what i'm saying you don't know that because all you see is the gucci's the louis the chains the females like the the lifestyle like that's all you see but realistically sit down with yourself and be like okay like is this for me and if it is i'm gonna be broke you have to you have to you have to sit down you have to do your research and anything but i don't feel like with the somali boys they don't care about oh, that don't that, even get it's me started, even with the trapping thing right don't get me started I, I, on somali I, trap stars let me let me shut up 
with the trap no with the trapping thing yeah this is what i don't understand some somali boys mm-hmm. not even some most somali boys mm-hmm. come from good homes bro like their mum and dad are still together their dad mm-hmm. is working their backs off their mum is in the kitchen slaving for them right making sure the house is good they have good siblings anything they wanted they There's got not, like, what is your there you point go. and this is one thing i've said previously as well why like, the fuck are you trapping? for a lot of people i can understand as to why they trap and the reasons why they had to mm. start trapping yeah but mm. i can put yeah my hand yeah. on the quran and swear on like everything i love that 95 percent of somali trap stars that i know on an actual basis yeah excluding the five percent that i don't really know mm. those 95 percent, bro you don't need mm. to trap like I've done seen you carrying the latest phone. Your mother you did it out on contract for you. I've done seen you leave your yard with £25 in your pocket, mm. yeah? To say, oh, yeah, this is my spending money for the next two, three days. Fam. And this is when we was in school. Man was getting £2.50 yeah. and you're getting 25 Where's the difference? You've got 10 times what I was given. You feel me? That's what I'm saying. But this is my thing. Like, bro, you're trapping. You want to get married now. How are you going to get married with the pen money and, and, like, the wedding and, you know, you buying a house with your wife with haram money? You're you're living at your mum's yard. You're going to pay rent. You're paying rent with haram money. You're giving your mum haram money. Like, you're actually... I don't think people understand the disrespect. Your mum is touching let's, haram money. Let's She's say hypothetically speaking, they're not even giving like, it to the family. Is it worth it? Yeah? And let's say most of these brothers have been trapping for, let's say, four years. Mm. Yeah? For those four years that you have been trapping, what have you got yeah. to show for it? Have you got 100 racks ready on the side? What have you got to show 100, for it? 100, other than looking at a father's fuck. And this is the thing, yeah. I can't like trapping looks draining. <sighs> Imagine running around a block. Imagine constantly ducking and diving from feds. Imagine constantly switching cars. Imagining beefing ops. Like it's 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 so draining. I just don't understand why you can't do a simple nine to five. You don't have to do a nine to five. Yeah. Work like an animal. Nah, invest man. in a business or start something for yourself. Half these bro, half these trappers, like when I talk to some of these trappers, bro, they're actually college educated. Like that, they go, they went to uh-huh. uni. Some of them dropped out. Some of them didn't make it past sixth form. Some didn't of make course, it past year because, eleven. Look, Tiff, but like they're smart. You see when it comes to you get it. Some of them don't even want to be rappers. Exactly, but you some see when it comes to trapping itself, yeah. But they're so you stupid. have to be multiple things in one person. You have to be number one, an accountant. Yeah, number two, depending on what you're trapping, you have to be a scientist. Yeah, or a cook. Number three, yeah, you yeah. have to be your own security guard. Yeah, up until you get to a position where you can have mandem constantly around you and everyone's eating and everyone's good. Yeah, and number four, bro, you have to be your mm. number one supporter in everything and anything that you do. You have to have all the connections. When all of this stuff is happening, yeah, and you're yeah. breaking down bricks or you're doing whatever that you're doing. That's a life skill. Like, if we genuinely have to think about it, that's a life skill. Yeah, so you have managed to do this. No, it is. And you're making an income of, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, five racks a week. Yeah? But then if you, as the individual, Mm. was to go, yeah, spend three to six months 
grafting your ass off, yeah, at a place that's paying you, let's just say, minimum wage. Yeah, let's not even say nothing too big. Yeah, and you can stack up mm. at least a minimum of five racks. Mm. Yeah, and bear in mind, in all of this, you're living at home. Yeah, you're taking public yeah. transport. You're living below your means. Yeah, you're not even thinking about insurance. When you're not even thinking about a contract. No, mm. you top up your phone every month. That's it. Yeah, and then for public transport, you're putting up sixty something pounds yeah. for a full month bus pass. Yeah, you're not eating like you know all of this weird stuff. You're not going out with man. Mm. You sacrifice all of that stuff to make more money for yourself, so you can invest. And you go and put that money, yeah, into like let's just say now for example, mm. into a wholesale of either um, wigs or kids' clothing or like workout equipment, anything like that. You can easily flip it. Like in, yeah. you wanna stress yourself out every single week, constantly, you know, sleeping with one eye open, yeah. Like it's it baffles me. It baffles me. No, I just don't understand the lifestyle. Like I'm so sorry. I feel like ninety percent of these guys are trapping is actual kibbutz. Like you do not need to be mm. in the streets. But do you know what it is? It's the sheep mentality that they have. They all want to be screaming at their wolves and leaders and all this stuff. But your sheeps, my nigga, you went into trapping because your boy was probably you chatting. Go. Well, you, you got go. stuffed into the lifestyle because you saw other people doing it. You're a sheep. <laughs> you're not. I'm so sorry. You're not a man. You're a sheep in my eyes. You're a little. You're a little boy. If you can get mind fucked mm. so quick and ruin your life, everybody else around you. Not even your life. Put you aside. No yeah. one cares for you. Waste of sperm. Your mother your siblings your dad like you people need to understand yeah when it comes to these trappers they have family you don't understand the effect that has on their family you could bro you there could you do one fucked up thing in the street you don't think people are going to come to your marge's yard why are you putting extra stress on your marge your mum did not leave the gaza war in somalia to come to the uk to give you a better lifestyle for you to be standing outside looking like some brafad ratatouille with your long braids standing outside the block and trapping i'm so sorry mm. i don't want to hear it your mum didn't do that if my son, no, honestly, we need to deep it, yeah. Mm-hmm. If I was, if I was like mm-hmm. a Somali mom, like an old Somali mom, and I left the, I left Somalia, I left my home to go mm-hmm. and be a refugee for a couple of months to learn a completely different language and the culture, okay, to try and give my kids a better life, and for my son to stand outside the block and trap, I will be there with you with my dinner yes, on we're ready. and my bra on top Let's of my dad. Let's go Embarrassing you. I would embarrass exactly. the fuck And I think out if I was a father... We're trapping together, baby. Nah, bro, if I was a father... You want me to hold the food? I'm going to hold it in my breath. Furthermore, I would even good. act to it. I would bring my card with me, my jar, whatever you want to call it. I will sit yeah. in the corner. Yeah? 100. Exactly. You get the money, I give the product. Yeah? Class. We're Let's all go. trapping together. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is like, honestly, Wallah is so sad. It's, it's disgusting, well, like, weird. like, bro, this is the thanks that your mom gets. Half these trappers don't even shower, my nigga. But you see if how you the look thing. at them and look, you just know that they before, stink and they look Yeah, I would understand. Why? If, no, not even understand. Like, to some sense, I could see a lot of people's predicaments. And I'm talking about a lot of people that are outside of the Somali community. Yeah? Like, had like, for example, a good friend of mine, yeah? yeah? 
he didn't have the best of upbringing. Like his mm. mom and his dad, that whole relationship was shambles. Yeah, and it was a constant. Like when I say to you, a constant yeah. struggle. Yeah, when he was growing up, it was the maddest struggle. Yeah, where you would see him randomly around ten, eleven o'clock, mm. walking around outside. At night, yeah, and my mom would pick him up and then she'd bring him home and then she'd be like, "Yo, what the fuck are you doing out?" Ah, mm. uh, like you know, the house is locked and nobody's opening it. Okay, yeah. go to Sham's room, sleep there. In the meantime, go have a shower, put on his clothes. His life had that I could understand to some sense, but when he started trapping, yeah, it wasn't a thing of yeah. he didn't need to. He had to. You feel me? Because he left the house that he was in, yeah. And they were yeah. trying to put him into like one of these weird little hostels, but yeah. he didn't feel comfortable there because of everything that was happening. Yeah, like there was constant mm. like you know drug use, everything that was going on. So yeah. what did he say? He said, "Fuck all of that." Yeah, started jumping the road. And yeah. I kid you not, I've never seen someone change their life in three years. I remember, like, he started trapping while he was in college. Mm. All right, he was doing his thing. He was making his money. Yeah, and he would save every penny that yeah. he could. And anything else, he was paying for his living. Yeah, so he was paying for, you know, the house that he was living in, his electricity, his water, mm. his food. Yeah, essentials that he needed. Calm, say no more. That he kept on going, kept on going, kept on going. Yeah. Then he got himself a job that was actually paying him a good amount. Yeah, and I think this is like when we was 17, 18? Mm. Yeah, 18 years old, give or take. He started getting a job that was paying him okay amount of money. Yeah? So he took a massive step back from trapping. Like, he would still trap here and there, but it was just to top up, yeah? Like, little things that he needs to do. That he needs to do. My man finished college, went into uni, started applying for thingy, yeah. uh, the student grants and whatnot, student loans, everything. Now he's making a bit more income that he's working, trapping, he's barely doing it. But his line is still there just in case. And at this point, I think that's mm. like the same time where his father passed away. Yeah. So he was like, yo, listen, don't worry, I'll take care of the funerals, whatnot. So he did that. Out of like For people that never really looked out for him like that, yeah? that nine out of ten his how do i say mm. it? like his school uniform and whatnot yeah mumsy would always grab a pair for him yeah mm. like his family kind of like never really cared too much about this um, yeah to see in my man yo change his whole life around yeah. to becoming a man that you know had everything done he was dusted my man has a girl he has a youth He's living his life and he's not even trapping no more. But the trapping helped him get to where he needed to get. I could understand. But then at that point, for my man to lose his yeah. life because of him use, like, you know, being a drug dealer at one point, like, I never really understood it. Like, I was like, mm. bro, like, are people really that yeah. sick? Like, this guy really dragged himself from the mud, made him into who he is and then you want to kill him for it. Yeah. No. That shit's that not cool. This is what I'm saying. A lot of people don't understand the lifestyle that it comes with. Bro, mm-hmm. when it comes to trapping, you're, you're in two predicaments. You're either dead or you're in jail. Do you get it? And it's like, you're very selfish if I feel like you trap. Because you need to understand there's people that care about you. You have a whole mom. You have a whole dad. Like, you have siblings. You have friends. You have... 
you have family that there's people that care about you so it's like when you put yourself in that situation yeah. not only does it affect you it no, affects no, the no, people no, around no, no. you why why should they care that's their they thing. don't care about that but even like even like uh-huh. no but this is my thing even even like for example with your friend Lahan Harizdor I rate him so much you know why okay cool I don't condone mm-hmm. trapping he was in a sticky situation to get himself out he trapped but it's the fact that he got himself out of trapping mm-hmm. and was like I'm not going back I'm doing a better living for myself do you get it like I rate that so much Wallahi. that is what I rate a lot of people can't do that because you know why they're so sucked into <sighs> their lifestyle. Look at these little boys, for example, oh, when they get the arrested and they go to jail. Exactly. When they back come the out, strip, man, what's the first thing they do? Let they me go know, let me know, let me know. Fire, but they... What? Do you know what I mean? But then at the same time, this is how I look at it. I look at it with a lack of support system. I feel like when it comes to these little boys that trap, I feel like there should be something for them when they leave jail. Do you get it? Like, I feel like they should have some type of support system or some someone or something to guide them in mm-hmm. the right path. Be like, okay, you know, when you come out, you have a few interviews here, a few interviews there. If you don't have somewhere to stay, there's accommodations here, there's hostels here. Like, stuff like that that will guide them in the right direction. Do you get it? I feel like for them just to go to jail and because they have nowhere to go or, like, they have 100%. no money and nothing. do you know what They'll the sad thing is though I've spoken to someone some people... on Clubhouse about this what? and everything yeah and she even herself yeah. said to me that all of this stuff is available it depends on you as the person yeah to ask your probation officer yeah and she yeah. said again the main problem that yeah. probation officers have and a lot of you know people have at the moment is these people that are coming out of prison, they're not asking for the help. Yeah, like, now she said something along the lines of, like, if someone was coming out of prison, mm. yeah, and they didn't really have a foot to stand on, if they yeah. were ready to change their life, yeah, and they were to ask their probation officer for, you know, like, stuff that was available to them, she said there's plenty of stuff that's available to them. It just depends on you and your probation officer working together to find those stuff for you. And... Inshallah, like I'm hoping that one day I can actually sit down with her again yeah. and actually have an episode on here with her so she can go into a bit more detail in everything that she knows because that's what she deals with. Mm. Like, ah, because originally she was a what do you call it? She worked with child services, I think. Uh, she also was at some point a probation officer, mm. so she's really been involved in that sector of the world. And I found mm. that so interesting. I was like, hmm, that's sick. I appreciate yeah. you for telling me all of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, a hundred. Bro, like, even with my mm-hmm. mental health page, like, obviously, like, I want to do school runs and stuff like that. And that's in due time. Do you get it? But, like, one thing that I've been screaming is I really want to go into prisons and talk to, like, a few of the inmates just to, like, pick out their brains or, like, then tell me their problems and kind uh-huh. of like acknowledge the fact that they have support systems uh-huh. you get it they have someone that cares about their mental health and their mental well-being because i feel like most of these somali boys i'm so i'm not gonna lie they're they're confused like when i see these young kids go into jail like when i have my heart breaks because i'm like damn like you're so young you got sucked into a lifestyle because someone else told you it was good and now you don't know you feel like your yeah. world is ending but some of them try to even commit suicide in jail but if they had that one person that just comes in like every week and they could just vent to and talk about their problems and then 
from there they can like help them out. One hundred percent. But I, I think, think that's, that's something that's very beneficial. I feel like that is what as they a need. Community, yeah. Like again, if we take an example from these other Scandinavian countries and the way that prisons and everything operated there, drastically different. You're oh, living, prisons yeah, you're living in life. Norway, sweetie. Come on, bro. Prisons in Norway is a hotel. There you go. I I've done said it. If I ever Norway. wanted to commit a crime to, I, and I get arrested for it. Yo, send me to a Scandinavian country. That's, that's bro in Finland. They teach you a full, a full chef degree. Are you tapped? Yeah. No, you know I can't. What's his name again? You remember that guy yeah. in Norway that was just shooting up bare people because he hated Islam or whatnot. So tell me how um, when it came to like his court process and all that stuff, he was telling them, "Listen, I'm an author. I need a laptop." I need stuff to write, bro. They gave him a laptop. They gave him a computer. They gave him like a computer. They gave him a TV. They gave That's him like a saying. gym workout sesh thing that That's he can do. And then bro, in they England, gave him everything. You kick off with someone, punch them by accident, and we're not punching by accident, but you actually defend yourself, and you're getting sent for three years, and you're treated like an animal. Oh my days, bro! What was mother thinking, That's bringing me here? Oh, <laughs> I, I blame my dad like if that's one like that's one anger mm. and hatred I have towards my pops is like why the fuck did we come okay to let me ask you a question yeah like, obviously with sibling secrets like we speak about almost everything and, and everything mm. that happens yeah and one of the main things that I like to talk about is yeah. future generations and what you've learned at the moment yeah with everything you have learned at the moment, like all the footsteps that you have yeah. taken in life, yeah, if you was to put all of that information into a paragraph for your child, yeah, and your grandchild, what would it be? Like, what would that paragraph consist of? Uh-huh. Oh, future generations. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's definitely not going to be the same as it is for us. Um, so when I look at like my mm-hmm. mom's upbringing and our upbringing, it's kind of two different upbringings. Do you get it? I feel like nowadays with our generations, we're hustlers. Like especially these little girls. Like I'd be seeing them having lip gloss lines, hair extensions, eyelashes. Like they want to make their own bread because they know like if mom and dad ain't gonna provide for me because they haven't got the peas, I need to go and get it myself. And I feel like when it comes to the future generation, we need to have that same mindset. We need to have the same hustler mindset. We need to mm-hmm. we need to take mental health serious. First of all, let's start there. Let's step and start there. Our mental health should be our mm-hmm. first priority because at the end of the day, our most powerful weapon is our brain. Our most powerful weapon is our mental health. So mm-hmm. if your mental health is all over the gas, nothing in life is going to work out for you. And I feel like with the future generations, inshallah, <laughs> fingers crossed, they're not snobby little brats. Inshallah, they are hustlers. They're go-getters. Inshallah, they want to make an impact in this world. I feel like, for me, I've always said, like, my reason of being uh-huh. here is to leave positive footprints in this w- world. Do you get it? So I, I'm always for giving back. I'm always for doing stuff for the community. I need people to have the same mindset. Do you get it? I need people to think about others. I need people to think about mm-hmm. themselves. I need people just to elevate themselves in any way possible. Do you get it? 
And especially for us Somalis, us Somalis, we need to do better as a community. Us Somalis, we need to come together and be one. I feel like with the Somali community, we're so divided. So inshallah, fingers crossed for the future generation, I just want unity in the Somali mm-hmm. community. Do you get it? I feel like there's been so much hurt within the Somali community. 100%. I just want us to heal and be okay. one again. Do you get it? 100. But yeah, well, I, on top of the dome, I feel like that's what I can think of. I just think be be a hustler think about your mental health be one with your culture your deen that's beautiful everything that's like, beautiful. I, I like that I like that. need to elevate yeah and yeah. that's a whole that's a hundred you know what yeah key. I like talking to you as you know already yeah simply because of come on man tafah with the ha yeah you do you do uh, simply because like I said to you previously you make me think a lot like your weight is that right or is that wrong? Like, is this that? Is this that? Mm. I, I, people have said I have that effect on them. Like, do you know what mm-hmm. it is? I just feel like everyone is brought in this world for a reason. Do you get it? And I feel like if my reason is just to be a positive impact on someone's life and to encourage them mm-hmm. to, you know, do the right thing then that's what I'm going to do. Do you get it? Some people are born this world to be villains. Everyone is brought here for different reasons. But, well, I like, I'm just, I, I just, I've never been a selfish type of person. Like, right now, if I had some mm-hmm. type of knowledge and power of that course. I knew and you did it, but it could help you more than me, I'll give it to you. Because at the end of the day, I want everyone to win. I feel like there is, there's opportunities for everyone to win here. They're, but people have this jealousy mindset and this toxic mindset of I can't, I can't say certain things exactly. because they're going to bite my style like now for example gonna... the way I like Bro, to think of it is if we look at um, AliExpress or Alibaba and Amazon technically speaking they are both like convenience yeah. stores yeah. they sell anything and everything that you're looking for yeah they're done two different ways yeah. and they have made two different billionaires 100. yeah but at the end of the day that business yeah. can be applied to so many different places and it will still work just depending on how you make it work for you. Yeah? But if you have the layout, if you know how to make it easier for exactly. somebody else, why make it harder for them? My point exactly. Even when it comes to females, like females are very catty, as we all know this. Females are very petty. Females are very on go mm-hmm. with the jealousy, right? But when it comes to females, for example, the makeup industry, right? Every <laughs> single one wants to be an M. Every female wants to be an MUA. Every female wants to be a lash tech. Every female wants to be a uh-huh. nail tech. Every female wants to be a hairdresser. There is nothing wrong with that, right? So females nowadays, they feel like they can't share certain makeup tips or they can't share certain skills because their oh, friend are going to do the same thing and is going to buy their style and mess with their money. No, at the end of the day, if go. I wanted to do makeup, do you know why my makeup is going to be lit? Because Tiffany Tafas is doing it. Muna, Muna, Muna the Uber driver or Muna, mm-hmm. Muna, whatever you want to call yourself, your makeup is going to be different. Do you know why? Because Muna's doing it. 100. I bring something to the table that's different and Muna brings something to the table that's different. So why can't we both win? That's just how I feel like people are very petty and selfish nowadays. In the makeup industry, there's billions and billions and billions and billions of mm-hmm. parts to be made. It's, it's a very big, broad industry. Do you get it? 100%. Why can't we all win? And again, there is I enough think money it's for that everyone. whole Why can't we all win? thing of human beings wanting to keep what they have learned and just trying to make 
profit out of it. But again, for you to succeed, you will need other people to help you get there. And at some point, these other people will know how you're doing what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, so what are you going to do then? Like When they know, when they find out where your little techniques exactly. are, what are you going to do then? And one thing I do want to say is, mm-hmm. I can't lie, I have to learn this the hard way. I used to be the type of person, I was very mm-hmm. stubborn. I'm going to keep it so with you. I do have stubborn tendencies still, but not as bad. But I just never wanted help. I would be, I would get angry if I had to ask for help. Or I would hate asking for help. I would never ask for it. Do you get it? But I realized, mm-hmm. bro, like, it's okay to ask for help. You're not a machine. Do you get it? Like, if you do not know certain things and someone else knows it, or, like, you just need help, 100%. it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. I feel like that's one message that we need to don't get Don't feel shy. Today. Ask for help when you need it. It's okay. You're not going to die. <laughs> no one's holding you at gunpoint. Don't be shy. It's okay to ask for help. Because this is coming from me. I was stubborn, like, especially because like, I do acting. So when it came to, like, certain pieces, mm-hmm. I just, I wasn't connecting with it because I didn't know how to do it. And I would hate to ask for help. I would never ask for help. I would, like, make sure I did extra rehearsal hours. Like, I would rehearse for, like, six Damn. in the morning to like six at night i would make sure that i just get that certain thing correct so i wouldn't ask for help exactly. but if i asked yeah. for help but i wouldn't i would have nah, been done again, like, in the it? whole realm of that's acting. just me being stubborn yeah. i remember, obviously there's nothing of the same but i remember in school we was doing a play for aladdin but it was the pantomime version and i remember i was playing the villain yeah. of abanaza yeah Okay, okay, okay. Oh my God, See, now you know what I'm talking about then, yeah? <laughs> I remember like, yo, so with me, I have really bad dyslexia. Yeah. yeah? Come on! Oh my days! Oh, twins, it's okay. So, and, at this gang, point, like, in school, it you was still, how do I say it? It was still not diagnosed. It was still the thing of like, nah, it's just his bad behaviour. It's, it's got nothing to do with his dyslexia. He's just badly behaved. And I was like, bro, but how am I going to be badly behaved when I really, really yeah. want to take part in this poem? And uh, not in this poem, mm. but in this whole, you know, play. And I remember I came home yeah. and I must have typed up on yeah. thingy, uh, YouTube, yeah, how to learn lines easier. And mm. I remember they were like, oh, you know what, just break them down. Uh, mm. do this technique here, memorize this part first, and then, you know, use that line on someone that you know, bro. And I was thinking, bro, that is so long. So instead of what I do, I just went and printed out the parts that were of me, and I started giving it to, like, certain family members, and I'll be like, hey, listen, um, do you mind just going through this with me? And then, alhamdulillah, like, because I would remember what they're saying so well, I would listen to them reading out my lines, yeah, and I would just sit down and I would listen and I would listen and I would listen and I would listen. And after yeah. I had like you know, good seven of them reading them out these lines, obviously at different times, I was like, okay, okay, okay. So then I would tell him, yo, to read the other person's line, and I would read my lines. And then, literally, out of nowhere, I remember I memorized mm. the entire script two weeks early, but up until that point. You think I was going to ask for help from another human being? Get out. No, that's good. No, but let me tell you something. Okay, let's talk about this dyslexia thing because I was going through it in school. Reading and script so work, yeah. Acting, you have to do a lot of what? Script work. 
So you have to do a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, I I used to get embarrassed reading in front of people. Do you get it? Till this day, sometimes I do. Don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. But like before, I used to think <laughs> me having dyslexia was like some type of disease. Detail, like that's what I thought. Uh-huh. Like it was such a fucked up mentality to have. But <laughs> like I thought it was a disease. So I never used to tell anyone, right? But when it came to like me doing script work, I would have to go the extra mile. Do you get it? Like I would have to stay out later to learn lines and read lines. But do you know what I used to do? I used to record okay. myself reading the lines. And I always used to play it in my ears. I used to fall asleep with it in. I used to play in my ears. So it would be times where I would learn the script like two months before everyone. Do you get it? But then when I learned it two months before everyone, exactly. it's like, okay, you've learned the script, uh-huh. but you don't know how to say it. Do you get it? Like you don't know how to add your own source into it. So the extra two months that I had before everyone, I would add my own source, add my own judge. I'd be like, okay, say it this way. Okay, this way sounds whack. I'll say it this way. That's how I would do it. Until this day, that's how I still do it. But this is the thing when it comes to people with mm. dyslexia, I feel like they have to put in the extra work because either one, people don't know that they have dyslexia, which was me and me. I just, I wouldn't tell people. But I would oh. do the extra work. I'd be, work behind the scenes, but it's mentally draining. Do you 100%. get it? So this is where I link it in with ask for help. It's okay. There'll be, when it comes to like people with dyslexia, especially like when it comes to like the script sometimes, uh-huh. it'll be like really bold writing, yeah, really small, and it'll be compressed in one. How the fuck am I meant to do that? So sometimes I would ask for color pages because it would like help me with like the focusing or like stuff like that. Like it's okay to ask for help. It's okay Come if on, you man. suffer from dyslexia, guys. <laughs> Even the best of the best. Hi, over here we do. So it's completely fine. It's completely fine. But I just realized, like, mentally, no, like, you don't understand. Like, mentally, it was draining. Imagine doing a 10 hour rehearsal like, and then you're I having that extra was six hours on top because like, you have dyslexia and you don't that want to That was help. the worst. Do you part. know what I mean? Like, and after that one play, I was like, yeah, bro, <sighs> yeah. if I'm ever going to become an actor, I need to be a mute actor. Like, I don't need to say any words. You can just see me. <laughs> Exactly. It's somewhat really, really, really hurt my future oh, aspirations like... of becoming a well-known actor like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But I was like, eh, it's okay. It's okay. No, do you know what it is? Of course. Did you ever feel embarrassed when it came to exams? Let me tell you guys about my exams. I used to hate exams. Because they would always have like a reader or something Listen, sitting next to me. And I used to hate that when they used to be in different rooms. I used to hate that. Because I'm like, oh my God, that means people are going to know that I'm dyslexic. All this stuff. Yeah, simply because, oh, it's because he has anger issues <laughs> and because he likes to display so much. Yeah, that's what it is. That's why he keeps on blaming it, that he doesn't understand this and this. And I was like, are you not okay, fam? nah fuck out of here that's not okay you know what it is with the school system as well I feel like the school system is so corrupt man I feel like it's mm-hmm. so corrupt it needs help and especially a heart lie yeah deep this imagine having a school yeah where maths and English and science was a must but they teach you about mortgages they teach you about debt yeah that would actually be they lit. teach you about all these life skills that you need to learn imagine going yeah. to school like that <laughs> I would be prepped and prepared. I wouldn't have to go through all these trials and hard attacks that I've been through. 
it's, it's a lot. No one told me that being nah, grown nah, was nah, gonna nah, come They expect you to just figure and it out headache and all this shit. No one told me this. Nah, bro. It's well, like to somewhere, it is fully unridiculous. Like, I had recently, I'm hearing a lot of people trying to go against paying council tax, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, with this, and people are actually fighting against paying council tax. Mm. But this is the thing, I didn't know when you get a house, you have to pay council tax. That's I I have to learn the hard way. Do you get it? Like, school didn't teach me this. I had, to, I, had to, I had to learn this the hard way. Do you get it? I didn't know nothing about mortgages. <laughs> what the fuck was a mortgage? Like, when somebody said mortgage, oh I'm my, like, mortgage? I, the weirdest Who's that? One, Where is the she? Weirdest I thought it was a human. That like, you know that, what I mean? Like, I think it's every 10 no years you have to sign a paper that says that amount of people that live in your house. I think it's called a census. Bro! Yes, I know it's all I'm telling you how to learn everything the hard way. No one told me none of this shit. Like, what the fuck? Well, I don't understand. Years, like, I generally don't understand. Years years the last time... For what? For what? They have to. I honestly think they should have a lesson oh, but they have life to. skill. Like, no, lesson. again. Yeah? I would, I I would go back to school. I would apply for that so much, yeah? But if we just go back to them Scandinavian countries for a second. Yeah? Fam. Forget about learning the actual language first. Tell me you were the best. In school, like now in Finland. Yeah, I can't speak for, for Norway because I'm not really too sure in Norway. But in places like Sweden and Finland, mm. the first subjects that you're learning is Somali. How to read, write mm. and speak Somali. When I heard, do you oh, know how wow. shocked I was? Oh, wow. Tiff? That's Wallahi, so when I heard I that, that, and I'm seeing my cousin come home, oh wow, and he's like, oh, I got on homework, and I'm like, oh, what type of homework? Somali homework. I'm thinking, huh? Where are we? Yeah, like, why do you have Somali homework? Oh yeah, we have to learn Somali. Somali? Where we do that at? Nah, 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 nah. They apparently they like, if you're Somali, you are expected to learn how to read, write, and speak your language first. Yeah before moving on to other stuff simply because i think it's this whole thing of if you are in contact with your own people yeah then you can excel and understand everything else a lot better and i don't understand why these other countries ain't doing it mm-hmm. huh like man no, well, that arabic and in- arabic spanish and french Well, no, realistically, I'm, I'm going to be so... I'm, I don't mean this in the most disrespectful oh, way possible. What the fuck am I going to do with French? Oh, Honestly, what am I going to do with Spanish? Like, what, what am I going to do with that? Don't get me wrong. It sounds very attractive. Exactly. It sounds very wee-wee. I can't imagine. Like, all of that. It sounds very attractive. Me, but what I'm am I going to do yeah, with that? Going back home to speak to Spanish with my name. I can't imagine that happening. So where, um, where, where am I going to take Spanish? No. <sighs> Where am I gonna take French? Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I don't understand. And it's the do you know what the funny thing is, yeah? Us UK lot are being forced to learn French. Motherfucker, <laughs> I went to Paris twice. <laughs> Them heifers are not being forced to speak English. 
a girl a woman told me one time you know a woman was about beef my cousin because my cousin's like i'm in france and no one can speak one bit of english like i need help to buy a fucking ticket she goes in this country we speak french we don't give a fuck about England. I was like, well, woman, yes, we're getting taught fucking French. We don't give a fuck about your language either, but we have to learn it. Like, do you know what I mean? And on top of that, do you know what it is with the UK, like like English, right? If they teach you English in foreign countries, it's very beneficial. Because exactly. when you go to other countries, I would guarantee but, you they all speak a little bit of English. Oh my days, bro. And this is the where, we're gonna again... Learn with French. Us as people need to wake up and actually start saying, yo, can we have subjects that are actually going to benefit the people instead of subjects that are doing fuck all? I'm telling you, if they had a subject called life motherfucking skill, where every time we learn a different life skill, you don't think these kids will be prepped of like course. for the but future, I think, again, you don't think I, these don't kids think will be that. ready to fight and conquer yeah, anything? To some sense. I know, I know, we need it, but I don't think the governments and that. these institutions actually want that. Simply because you're educating people on, you know, finance and taxes and all of this stuff. Like at the end, bro, let's be honest: who's actually gonna be paying the right amount of taxes? Then you feel me, like. Then the government is gonna ha- is gonna start missing out on, on a Fact. lot of money. But at the same time, <laughs> when do I ever use a pie graph? Respectfully, when do I ever use that? <laughs> when do I ever look at something and be like, "Oh my god, this is the isosceles triangle"? When do I ever do that? Do you know what I mean? Like they always used to tell me, "Oh, well, maths, you're gonna need it for every day." Exactly. Like, I only need to subtract time. Hey. Add, I think till now I don't need the rest I still have not Wallahi Till now I still have not used A day in my life Yeah Was it Pythagoras theorem Or whatever it was I haven't used it one day So Yeah Where do we go from there (laughs) Yeah In English You're telling me Something about Iambic pentameter Is a Is a Is a certain type of rhythm When you're When you're When the writer's writing I still haven't used it So where Where are we going from here Exactly. Bro, you're talking Thank about you. planets. Do you think, you I, think do you, I can I barely give a fuck about Earth? Do you think I give a fuck about Pluto? Fam, someone could tell me he's made out of trees. I'll be like, yeah, cool. Say no more, fam. I believe that. Honestly. What the hell? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care. But when... That's what I'm saying. Life skill is what but, we oh, need. Man, you see we the need day? to learn about taxes. Like, we need to example, learn about all this yeah? shit. Um, this whole thing when it came to Colonel Gaddafi. Yeah, and one of the reasons why you know he was assassinated and whatnot, mm. people can call it a conspiracy theory or whatnot, but it was factual. Like you could, excuse me, you could see all the work that he was doing. Yeah, and during his time, like his reign, yeah. it was probably one of the most beautiful, you know, kind of like leaderships going. Yeah, the fact that education started to become a serious development mm. for the people um women especially yeah were getting a good level of education mm. mothers who were pregnant were receiving mm. money yeah for themselves and their children when the child was born they were receiving a good amount of money to support themselves to make sure that you know 
They went uh, running out on essentials and they had everything that they needed. Yeah. Work started to go. The economy started to, you know, become a thriving yeah. scene. Yeah. And simply because he was making a lot of things available to the public mm. and he was like, you know what? I'm tired of using uh, that current, how do you say it? Uh, the current exploitation of oil. Yeah. And I want to use, and I actually want to make a whole, mm. what was it called? Was it called the dirham or the dinar? An original currency that's backed by gold. Yeah. And that's the reason why he wasn't liked at some point. And he even okay. said it himself in one of the interviews that I always love to watch. Yeah. He said, uh, all, you, all the people of Arab, yeah, you are being told to target me for stuff that is not true. They are dividing us and you are allowing it. Today they come for me. Tomorrow they come for you. Yeah? Exactly. So Saddam Hussein, he ended up losing mm, his life. And wow. he was an absolute madman. I'm not going to lie. Yeah? Gaddafi ended up losing his life. Yeah? Then what's that mm. happening? Syria. Mm. Uh, Yemen. Palestine. All of this started to happen. Yeah, Egypt, Sisi, all of this started to happen, and it's like, bro. Technically speaking, if these people actually tell us, yeah, how the economy the economy actually works from a young age, and we was to choose into what we put our money into, do you know how we would disrupt the world? Yeah. Huh. Oh my days, bro. It would be it would be fun. <sighs> well at that just taxes being reduced by a global level. People <laughs> Mala Boris would have probably turned purple. <laughs> Boris <laughs> Yeah, he would have said fuck it. Boris he would have said fuck it, I'm done. Been six feet under the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Due to a heart attack. But well, hopefully well, in like, some time while we're still alive, we get to see something like that happen. Yeah. Where education actually changes and lifestyle for future generations well, actually becomes a lot better than what we have right now. Huh? And just before we end this, do you have oh, any form of advice for your siblings? Yeah. Oh, for my siblings. Honestly, guys, it's a panoramic. I know we're going through a lot. It's tough times. But like I said, your most powerful weapon is your mind. So always, always think about your mental health. Always think about ways you can elevate yourself. Always try and push boundaries. Think outside the box. Even if people call you crazy or weird, do it. If it's going to benefit you, put yourself first. Put your family second. Like, do whatever makes you happy, I feel like. And in this life, if you want something, no one is going to give you a silver spoon and feed it to you. You need to get it yourself. You need to be a hustler. You need to figure shit out on your own. Elevate yourself. Be powerful. Be positive. Be peaceful. And just, yeah. Spread love, not hate. I'm tired. 
Spread love. You sound like one 70s baby. I almost said spread I love. Like those, I sound like I just bond at 10 zoots and I'm telling you guys this. So, <laughs> so ridiculous. Nah, that's perfect advice. We appreciate you for coming on today. Uh, this whole conversation has been amazing. Um, no, I'm happy I'm here. There we go. Happy we had this conversation. 100. I think it was well needed. Oh, 100. I'm proud of you in this podcast. I can't get over it. Like I said, I'm blushing every time you say I'm that. So um, proud. No one like I'm so proud. No, nah, thank you. It's very beneficial. Much. I feel like a lot of people are gonna gain a lot from this. I feel like a lot of people are gonna learn a lot from this. Male and female, young and old. Mm purple and blue come black on. or white <laughs> do you know what on. i mean like it's very very beneficial come on you know how it is man inshallah we'll see we'll see how it goes in the future and you know hopefully hopefully you shall be one of the people that we have another interview with but this time in front of the camera you know what i mean oh my god yes let me clip in some extensions i got you bro. come on i got you come on the lace front and all the lace front and all (laughs) whoa but yeah guys so this has been the incredible tiffany tafah dropping some gems and advice um tiffany would you like to plug in your socials um yes guys i keep changing my insta name so let me quickly check on my insta name okay so my insta is ms.a underscore m two x's my mental health page, which I want you guys to really, really check out, is Mindful Souls. Souls with two U's, two L's, and two S's. DM me whether you guys want. Email me. I got y'all. I got y'all. But yeah. Perfect. It's been a pleasure, man. Perfect. And her details will also be put in the description. So if you just take a quick second to check out the descriptions, you will find them on there. But I shall wrap it up as that. Thank you for joining in. It has been me, I, Shami. And Tiffany Tufah, Tufah with the... Tufah with the... <laughs> Wishing you guys a good day. Assalamu alaikum, guys. And have a good day! <laughs>